I think I like the idea of being married or having a wedding. Wow. But had no understanding at all of what it actually meant to be married. You're now married, but yet you're still seeing someone outside of your marriage. And yep. I was I was hurt. I was I was trying to keep everything together, but I was hurt. You know, he was my first, he was the father of my child, but it wasn't like I was in love with him like I was at the beginning. Hmm. And so I was in love with the guy that I was seeing. Hi guys, uh, welcome to Candid with Lady T podcast. It's been a very, very long time, but hey, I'm back. We are here, or I'm here anyway. Now, this is the podcast where I get to dive into so many different topics and issues relating to relationships, life, politics, and so much more. And like I said, we are back, and uh, and it's good to be back, actually. So I thought, you know, after a long time, why not kick off on a topic we all love to discuss? Relationships, relationships, love, relationships, and more relationships. Because let's be honest, uh, it's a lot of great conversation topics uh, within friendship circles, partners, and families. Now, it's the season of love and all the mushy stuff. Yes, Valentine's, the month of love. Um, people are going to be showing off their, you know, their, the way that they say, I love you extravagantly, buying like uh, expensive gifts or maybe not so expensive gifts. And then on the other end, uh, breaking up with their spouses. I know, heartless, 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 heartless. If you break up with your spouse or have broken up with a spouse on Valentine's Day, I have no words for you. But anyways, <laughs> over the next uh, few episodes, we are going to be talking about love, restoration of love, finding love, especially uh, in this uh, uncertain and crazy times that we are in, uh, finding love in lockdown, the journey to find love, love, and so much more. So on this first episode, um, I have a couple whose story, okay, um, is one that's it just fascinated me like I'm just like wow and their relationship has been ones of ups and downs but one of restoration keyword being restoration um please have a welcome uh, Mr and Mrs Lamb how are you guys good how are you I'm very, very well. Um, I'm so happy to have you both as guests on this podcast, especially the first one back after probably like a good two, three years. And I thought, what? How do I start off Candid with Lady T again? And I thought, oh, this is the way to do it. So uh, thank you guys so much uh, for being here. Thank guests. you for having us. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Okay, so um, I'm just going to get you to introduce yourself, uh, names. Uh, where you guys because obviously you have an accent so I'm sure those listening will be like oh where is that accent from can we discuss the accent please a little bit so yeah so tell us your uh, names first name and then yeah uh, your background so my name is Brenda aka Lady B um, I would say whole but I'm no longer whole it's now lamb again 
and I hail from the, or we hail from the beautiful island of Bermuda. But whenever someone says uh, you have an accent, I will say, no, nah, mate, I'm British, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Samuel, Samuel Lamb. Ah, brilliant. Thank you so much to you both. So the, the island of uh, Bermuda, love it, love it, love it. So is, is there really a Bermuda Triangle? Yeah. Yes. Really? But it's not our fault, really. For <laughs> that, that's a whole other topic for a different day. <laughs> is, it, is it one of those unex, unex, unexplained phenomenons, like, you know, things getting lost in the Bermuda Triangle? We plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I we, love it. I love it. <laughs> we didn't do it. It's not our fault. We didn't do it. <laughs> love it. Okay, so let's get right into it. Now, um, tell us how you both met. And you know when, how it happens, yeah, like. Okay, so again, we come from a little island Bermuda, and we have, um, you know, during the holidays we have traditions where we have something called the gumbies, and I think it's similar to how you guys have masquerade. I think just not with all the heebie-jeebie stuff, <laughs> um, but where you know we have dancers and we have drummers that would go, you know. Um, from house to house, they would go from parish to parish and just parade. Um, they do dancing, show off their um, their dance outfits, moves. their dance kits and stuff like that, their moves. And normally people would give them money, you know, and things like that for it. And um, that's been a tradition in my family for many years. And we were out, uh, my family and I were out one year and um, my now brother-in-law, I'd call them brothers in love, sisters in love, um, introduced me to his older brother because we are actually eight years apart. So when I was 15 years old, I met him and he was 23 at the time. Oh, okay. So wait, all right. So I'm going to come to you, Sam, Samuel. Mm -hmm. um, when did you kind of like think, oh, I like this, this, this lady, like, was there something like, did you kind of have like, kind of like an attitude where you thought, oh, this is a bit feisty. I like this. Or like, hmm, there's something about her. Right away. Right away when I saw her. <laughs> uh, yeah, I liked her. She was a beautiful young lady. Um, yeah, she caught my eye right away. I noticed her always following the group that I was in and her looking. And um, yeah, my brother introduced us and we started dating. You might as well say he was dating, yeah. He said he liked the junk in my trunk. Oh, what? <laughs> Can't go that far. Can't say it with that one here. <laughs> no, please say it. Be as real. Listen, if you like the junk, great. If you like everything else, it was the curves. Please tell us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so you love everything. So not only the not only the physical attributes, but it was also you know the internal attributes. So is, is it really true when they say when you meet someone you know? And did you know when you first saw her like? Uh, no, I, mean, I guess at that age, I mean, you know, I, I didn't think that. No. No. How 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 truthful do you want us to go? Be as truthful as brutally truthful as possible because. They need to hear this. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> He's looking the other way. <laughs> he was actually dating a few people. Oh. 
he was actually dating <laughs> he was actually dating a few people when he met me um and I, I wasn't in a relationship with any well actually I was now that I think of it yes I was I actually was in a relationship with someone and he bought me some gold bracelets I think that year for Christmas and when I actually decided to get serious and I was looking at some um you know I actually gave him back his gold bracelets because I was like listen it's not gonna work out and this guy was like really gaga over me like just head over heels do whatever type of guy but um and I thought I was all for him but then when I met Sam it was like sorry it's not gonna work just like that well yeah pretty much just like that okay so Sam then what then made you like forget all the other girls that you were <laughs> like on, on the side dating like you were kind of like interested in <laughs> He didn't. I didn't. No, I didn't. You they didn't. They will steal around. <laughs> nope. So wait, so Brenda. So wait, 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 wait. So Brenda, at the time, like, how did you feel about that? Like, here's a guy who's taking an interest in you, but you know, he's still got some other girls who he's kind of like looking at at the same time. Do you know what? I for me, I just knew where I stood. I knew where I stood in the fact that, um, like, so. The, the island I mean they were pretty I guess islands as a whole there is a tendency to become uh like unwed mothers having children at a very young age mm. and I have always known that I didn't want to be among those statistics at all well I met him when I was 15 but I actually didn't become intimate with him for until I was like 16 in a few months because that, that's a legal age of consent Right. So we dated and I knew that he was seeing other people at the time um, that we dated, but I still, like I said, you may be getting it from somewhere else, but you're not getting it from here. Like we're not having that. And then I think once I really started to put a lot of time into him, invest some time into him, slowly but surely they just dropped off. But it was a while, like I was in a relationship with him while he was in a relationship with other women. And for me, it was like, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't say that it had anything to do with someone's self-esteem, like how people think, you know, that may be an issue. Yeah. My thought was, listen, this is what I want at this time. And yeah, so be it. If there's other people there, well, whatever, you know. Yeah, it is. Portion, but I guess it, it will be, it, it is what it is at the time. So when did it get serious? Like for you, Samuel, when did things then change? Well, like, you know what? I really want to pursue something with uh with Brendel. I don't know. I guess it was about 18, I think. I'm not too sure. Can't remember that far back. Of how it happened anyhow. Of I mean serious. I think it was when he came to my house and he wanted to take me to a football game and my dad said to him, um, what's your intention with my daughter? Do you remember that? No. <laughs> like, he was so scared I that night. Was shaking, he you? was so yeah. so scared that night. And he came to my house, he wanted to take me to a football game. And, you know, my dad was like, yeah, if he wants to take you anywhere, he's going to have to come and ask us. And we had already been seeing each other, but not like seriously. Like he said, I would, um, I would meet him every morning and every afternoon, um, you know, before he was going to work and after he was going to work. And uh, I was playing the wifey duties. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I would make him cookies and stuff and take it out. And we would just hang out like on the roadside, just talking for hours. 
Mr. Oh. Hills, I'm on a construction crew in the back of my truck, ready to go home. <laughs> he used to drive a truck, a, a truck driver as a construction worker. And he would be driving the people home in the afternoon and he would have to pass my house to get home. And in the back of the house, he would have these guys sitting, waiting in the back of the truck while he would stand on the roadside and talk to me for hours. <laughs> Listen, if it's what means for to get in time with his girl, then he's going to do it. So if you're in my car, well, too bad, really. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, we weren't even, we were just friends then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There was no, you know, we were just friends, just getting to know each other. But yeah. Wow. Awesome. So then um, you guys, are, you know, your, your friends, you're talking, you know, you're getting literally, I guess, you're forming a, a stronger basis for your what's what will then become your you know getting married. When did you decide? Okay, I'm going to propose to Brendel. And like, what age? How old was Brendel at the time when you proposed to her? Did he propose? I did. I can't recall proposing. Oh. He was 21. I had already had my son. He was 21, I think. So I'd had I'd had my first son, mm-hmm. and we actually. So he was born in October. And so I moved out on my own when I was 18. And then we moved in probably about a year or so, maybe two years later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my son was born in October and we married in February the year after. Oh, wow. Okay. So there was no like formal proposal. It was just like, okay. No, no, it was like, <laughs> I told you I, I didn't want to be a statistic. Yeah, we just decided, yeah, we're gonna get married. We already have a child. Yeah. And he came from a he came from a very strong Christian family. Mm. Mm. Uh, so I guess I was that important for you? I mean, when you were young at that time, was that important to you to date someone who was, you know, who was a Christian or who was really in the Lord like himself? You know what I found very interesting? So I was raised a seven-day Adventist. Oh wow. But I, I was raised a Seventh-day Adventist, but then I was also raised a Methodist because my dad was Adventist. My mom was attended um, African Methodist. You know, her, her family was raised in um, in that church. So on the weekends, I would be going to church. So like from Friday to Saturday night, I was doing the Adventist thing. And then from Saturday till Sunday, I was into, you know, the Methodist thing when my mom uh, would send us to church. And so I was, I would tell anybody coming up, I think I probably had more church than anybody, <laughs> but that was important to me because I had that upbringing is that the person would be um, a church goer or have some understanding of who Christ was, because right. that was a big part of my life, even though we weren't committed to it. Do you know what I mean? We right. attended, we done all the Christian stuff, but we really didn't have that relationship that we know we, we would later have um, and come to understand. Mm. And with him being such a strong coming from such a strong christian family they were actually pentecostal so it was the first time that i had ever experienced anything like that so i remember the first time he he invited me to church and i see these people running around the church and i'm looking like what type of gymnastics circus (laughs) (laughs) is going on in this i was like i mean you're supposed to be looking I was just, I mean, you're supposed to be worshiping. I was in the church looking at the people doing cartwheels, falling out, running up and down, thinking, what in the world? So, yeah, he was the one who introduced me to the Pentecostal church. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, you guys decided to get uh, married. What was the first 
two years or three years of your marriage like what did that look like right? what kind of things did you go through in those periods because they say that you know the first couple of years are like literally the adjusting period of you know of, of your marriage getting to basically getting to relate on a different level on a deeper level so what did that look like for you in the first couple of years of your marriage and obviously you have a child as well so wasn't good oh okay let's talk about that let's let's talk about the not good like what what happened so brutally for me I honestly don't believe that I gave it I think I like the idea of being married or having a wedding wow but had no understanding at all of what it actually meant to be married uh, because I was actually seeing someone else while I was pregnant with my oldest son. So with, with, Sam, with Samuel's, so Samuel's son, basically. Yes. Wow. So I was seeing someone else then. And I actually did not stop seeing him even after my son was born, even after we got married. You know, he was still considered a girl, close your mouth. <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute minute. you're now married but yet you're still seeing someone outside of your marriage and like that's hella crazy that's like having an open relationship stroke affair kind of thing in other words but I mean as far as I mean he he wasn't aware of it that it was so I was still seeing this person like that right so for you Sam how do you feel the first sort of like years the first couple of years of marriage like what was that like for you you know before you found out Brandel's other side her side man if you if you would put it in other words what was how were you adjusting to the first couple of years of marriage before finding out um headaches (laughs) not good (laughs) I was I was hurt I was I was trying to keep everything together, but I was hurt because growing up with, in my family, my mom was the only woman that dad had, and that's all I wanted was to have just one woman, mm. you know, one marriage. Um, and when I was falling apart, it's like, wow, hurt me, it hurt me for those first couple of years. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And I guess because of the way your, relation, your relationship with your mom and your dad, for you, was that uh, a template of what a marriage and a relationship look like and then what was it mm-hmm. about their relationship that you yeah. that was like I want to emulate this more but they were both um brought up in the church and they was always in the church and that's all I knew mm-hmm. um and I just wanted to do the same with my wife you know mm-hmm. I wanted my marriage to be like that too okay. circumstances yes yeah, circumstances indeed so um so for you Brendel now you guys are doing this like did you argue a lot were there were there like a lot of arguments um what what kind of exchanges were there between the both of you no he's not he's not an argumentative person at all so even now I mean he's he's just he's not that type of person that's going to be shouting and you know uh he's not an aggressive person he doesn't you know he's not not he's, he's very passive actually because I never, I never saw that in my mom and dad's marriage. You know, I never ever heard them arguing, you know, hitting up each other and all like that type of stuff. So I, I didn't want that in my, you know, yeah. I didn't want that. So yeah. I, I don't like arguing. I, no. 
<laughs> like, no, it's not, it's not on me at all. You know, did you ever ask your parents, like, did they argue? And if they did, like, what do they do? You know, maybe they did, but after all the kids were asleep, my dad had six kids. So maybe wow. when we go over sleep, they might argue, close the door. I, we never, we always talk about it nowadays. You know, we never heard of mom and dad arguing, mm. you know, fussing and fighting. Mm. And do you think, that, do you think that's a good thing? Because I know for me, I, I only ever saw my parents or my dad angry, like at my mom once, like that was just very out of the blue in terms of when, if they ever argued or had any kind of disagreements, it was never in front of us. We would never know, neither would we hear it. But she said that, yeah, they did, but they just didn't do it in front of me whatsoever. So like, um, for you, do you think that was a good thing so that you didn't see that and you just saw the, the happy side of stuff? Or would you think, do you think it would have been good for you to experience a little bit of the argument so that you kind of like, no, not what I don't like that. Even if I heard people arguing, I just I don't like it at all. Mm, switch up. Okay. So now that you guys are like you're a couple of years into this marriage, when did you then find out about Brendel's this guy that she was talking to? Did she come to you about it or did you find out? Um people were telling me what's going on and I just kind of, you know, played it off like but I didn't know. I didn't know. So I had to find out by did you counseling or something. I think we went to counseling and you went to counseling first to him, Nelson. Mm-hmm. And he must have told her to bring your husband next time you come. And he asked me, what do you think is going on? And I told him, um, and I remember him saying to her, you better take your husband home and tell him because he, and I think that's how I really found out. She took me home and she told me everything and yeah. So all what people were telling me was right, yeah? Yeah. So then when she told you, how did you feel? Because obviously when men go through some type of, I guess, heartbreak or something. <laughs> I, I cried. I cried. Like I said, I wanted my marriage to be like mom and dad's marriage. Mm. And when it broke down like that, it was like, oh my God, it hurt. It hurt. Mm. So how did you then begin to, to Brenda, actually, when you told him, like, how did that make you feel and like like what even led you would you have even told him if there wasn't anybody if they hadn't been telling him and did you know people were telling him i don't think i care yeah yeah so <laughs> he he will he will probably get into this a bit later but he said the person that i was then is definitely not the person that i am now but i really didn't think i cared whether or not he was bothered by the relationship or not um, at the time, I wasn't too sure. Even when we married, the guy that I was dating, I asked him first. And I said, listen, this is what um, has been brought to me. This guy wants to marry me. What do you think I should do? Should I marry him or should I just wait for you to decide what you want to do? And the guy said to me, well, you know, I'm going to be going home. And that was my answer for me. And I felt like, okay, well, let me go and marry Sam because at least with Sam, I knew that there was security. Mm. So it wasn't, it, at that time, I loved him, but I wasn't in love with him. Right. Um, you know, he was my first, he was the father of my child, but it wasn't like I was in love with him like I was at the beginning. And so I was in love with the guy that I was seeing. Even when he found out, for me, it was like, okay, I told you, but I'm gonna continue to do what I'm doing. 
And it wasn't too many years after that, then we actually got the divorce because I continued to see this guy. Wow. So how long did the marriage last for? Like, was it five years or about two? We were apart. No, so we actually, we, we dated for seven years and we were only married for five years. We married in 1990. Yeah, because I was born in 1989. So we married in 1990 and we divorced in 1995. Yeah, but didn't we? But we did separate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we separated. So basically the marriage was like about two years. Probably maybe about two years that we were really married. And three years separated. And three years separated. And I guess within that separation, you were still talking to, you were still carrying on with the other guy. Um, carrying on with other guys. Other guys. Wow. Okay. So for you, so I'm doing the separation and then leading up to the divorce. What were you going through? Like, I want to hear from your side, like um, your perspective, like your feelings and your emotions at the time. Like, how it made you feel? Like, as a man, like you know, you're now separated from your wife. You still got a child, and like, was did you feel any type of like disappointment, shame, all that kind of stuff? Like I said, I was disappointed because that finished. Um, and again, I wanted it, my marriage to be like mom and dad's, you know, but what could I do? I mean, like I said, I was hurt. Mm. And we tried to get counseling, but I think I was quite deceitful even in the counseling. I was, um, yeah, I knew it, there was points, there was times when he got really, he got angry. I mean, he was doing things that was like really out of character. <laughs> like he would be following me and turning up in different places and totally out of character for him so it was it was really crazy at, at some points but yeah we ended up getting a divorce five years later so. so Brenda what did your parents say about it and then Samuel I'm going to ask you as well what did your parents say about the whole situation nothing nothing at all see I think what you I think her, her mom, I think her mom was kind of helping her with the other guy. Yeah, because it was it, like, you have to understand the culture. It's, it's not well, like how we don't have this. Um, so I was actually sharing it with, with um, some friends the other day. The, the culture is so different. And, not, and not, I wouldn't even say it's just uh, on the Western side or whatever, but even the island, you know, the people from the islands, their mentality is very, very different. Mm. um like who cares they they have a tendency to be promiscuous anyway do you know what I mean when when Sam was talking about having you know the mother and father in the home and they came from a Christian home I never saw that you know what I mean coming up I don't ever I remember my parents divorcing when I was 12 um and then there was also abuse do you know what I mean like physical abuse um between them you know they would fight and so I didn't see that stability so and and you know when you see people who are having multiple relationships and something like that to me it was a norm it was different for him because mm -hmm. he didn't see that but for me it's like yeah and so what you know what I mean like what's the big deal so when you're saying what did your parents say about it whatever you know that's that's life and wow. I, again like his he was his he came from a more of a churchy background so I came from the streets you know what I mean like whatever like <laughs> You know, and, and when I say where I came from the streets, like my my upbringing was really, really different. Mm -hmm. My the, the the environment that I lived in, I mean, I was told by a counselor when I went to school that if I became a product of my environment, I would either be doing drugs or be a prostitute. Do you know what I mean? So we were hard coming up. You know, we we had to we did things that he probably wouldn't even think about doing just to just to live. But 
that was different. It was really different. Wow. And then some of the things that that I experienced, even as I was coming up when I was dating him, you know, just before I really started dating him, you know, I was sexually abused by um, a trusted, I would say family member at the time, but nobody ever knew that. You know what I mean? He was the only person that I ever shared that with mm. when I was 15 years old. So um, yeah, my experiences were really different. So the life that I lived, like who cared whether he was upset by it or how he was dealing with it or my parents, like I was 18 years old. You're like, what are they going to say? I was 20. When we married, it was like 21, five years later, what, but 26. So who cares? That's your life. Like get on with it. Okay, next. Just like that. So what about for you, Samuel, like your parents and their thoughts on, on it? If I can remember, I pulled out my heart to them and I can really just remember just moving back in with mom and dad. Mm. I, told, <laughs> I remember my dad telling me, stop crying like a baby. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> but oh, it hurt. It hurt. Oh, baby. It hurt. <laughs> yeah, it really hurt. But... So like him saying that, you know, stop crying like a baby. I mean, you should be allowed to, to grieve what just happened because like, did that, when he said that to you, did that make you feel a type of way at all? Like, well, yeah, it hurt, but you know, remember dad never experienced anything like that because mm. he and my mom have been together all these years. So you never know how people feel until you're in that position. For instance, let me hear, when my mom when my mom passed away, I came home one day and found my dad sitting on the steps crying. And because all those years, you know, that I was hurting about what he had said, I walked right by him. I knew what I knew why he was upset, and I walked right by him. Oh, yeah. Did he say anything to you? Did he ever say anything to you when that happened? Like you saw me crying, but you didn't do anything. Yeah, I turned away. I turned away. Are you now more open in terms of like how you feel now? Like, like in terms of it's okay to feel what you feel with you know your dad and people around you because sometimes it's like you're as as a man as a black man you're kind of often told like suck it up like why are you crying? Men don't cry, so you you shouldn't. You need to kind of like man up. Did that mm -hmm. that change over the years? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I've told my dad. I said you know. Remember that time you was crying and I, yeah, I, I, uh, like, yeah. I'm in a position you shouldn't talk to people like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Okay, so um, you guys now separate, you're now divorced. How was life for you whilst you're, you're, you're divorced? You don't have any more ties except for your child. Um, so, children. What, pardon? Children. We end up having another one. Oh, so you had two. Wow. So that's where the, that's where the story gets a bit interesting. Okay, <laughs> that's probably why we end up getting divorced. Okay, um, let's let's talk let's talk about the, the the second child situation and how then that led to a divorce. So what happened there? What was what? So you remember, I was still seeing the guy. So in actual fact, it wasn't until my youngest son was born that we had to end up having a DNA test because I didn't know if he was a father or if the other guy was a father. Girl, would you close your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Can you see what? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my so, days. I, I, I told you which chapter of the book do you want? Because. <laughs> so, so, Sam, did you know that, like, she was sleeping with this man while she was still married to you? 
at the time? Well, like I said, people were telling me stuff. Yeah. But I couldn't prove it. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw stuff going on, like, she would she would leave the house, just take all her clothes to go to work, and leave me with everything with the baby at the time. Yeah? So she's got to go work. And I said, you know, this is not right. It was stuff that was happening, but I couldn't prove it. Yeah. Mm. But other people saw. So how many days? Happening. How many days would she leave? And oh, mm. girl, they weren't that bad. Stop it now. <laughs> <laughs> I never stayed out. Yeah, I, I, didn't, mm, I didn't stay out and stuff like that. No. <laughs> wow. So you noticed these certain things that this something wasn't right, but like again, you couldn't prove it. So when when <laughs> I'm just trying to think of this. So when obviously baby number two was here, did you question it at all, Sam? Of course. Of course. But I was I was very um you was honest in that moment. I was very honest in that like and I and I told him straight up. Um at the time we weren't living together. Um I was actually staying with a friend when he was about to be born and I said this and I'm still seeing this guy and I'm not too sure if this is your child or not so we're gonna have to get a test when the baby was born I and mean, when you know when the baby comes to find out if this other guy is the father if you're not or if you're the father and had you at this point been separated were you living apart or were you still living together yeah we were separated right okay okay so when baby now comes how <laughs> We get the DNA um, test. Yeah. And it comes back that, you know, he's 99.9% the father. And I felt good about that because at least I can say I have two children from the same man. I <laughs> 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 yeah. have two baby daddies, you know. You didn't um, want to give have another statistic. <laughs> you know? um, so that was, you know, it was, it was good for me. And um, he's always been, I would say that, and, and I think this had a lot to do with it as well. I used to say to people that he is a very good father. He's a good provider. Just, he was, he sucked at being a husband. And years later, when we discussed it, I said, you know, I was really unfair to you because I was asking you to give me something that I didn't know what it looked like. You know, I'm asking you to be this husband. What, what does that even look like? I didn't have that example. You know, I didn't see that in any of the men that I can remember um, that were meant to be role models for me or, you know, of what a man would, they were all into something or the other. Mm. So, yeah. And when you found out, like, you know, your second was your son, Sam, like, how did that make you feel? Happy. It's my boy. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was, it was, okay. Was there doubt in your mind that this could possibly not my child? And if it's not my child, what would you have done? I mean, nothing I could do, just walk away. I mean, I was already away, but if it were mine, then nothing to do with me, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. My gosh. Okay. So, <laughs> just like, you know, when you just kind of like to take a breather, like, wow. You know, this <laughs> stuff is real. This, this stuff happened. Like, and, you know, you, you didn't know the stories, but when you, you didn't know what you were getting in this interview, did you? <laughs> this is why I was like you know please be as open please be as as, as blunt as possible because and, it, and that's the reality of it and there's so much that I've already picked up that you know you were coming from a perspective where you had role models of what love looked like of what a relationship looked like and then Brendel was coming from where like there was nothing of the sort she didn't know what that looked like what, what it's supposed to feel like 
she's in this relationship and she's like and still so basically you were in a marriage behaving like a single person correct 100 percent. so you still have the single life tendencies and all that like yeah i can go out do whatever i want even though i've got a kid i'm gonna go out and do whatever I want. but very much yeah, so. it's a complete so like for you um samuel like how did that make you feel her behaving like she was still single in the marriage hurt mm. you know were you still married yeah it was it was it was hurt and you refused to walk away still i think i did walk away did i walk away i was the one that left i think I packed up and the mom and dad are coming home and I, yeah. Okay. I packed up and, uh, mm. Now that you guys are separated, you know, you're living this life and kind of thing, like what was life like for the both of you in that time, um, Brendel? Did you remarry again or did you just date? And yeah, what was life like for you? Do you mean after we divorced? Yeah. So after we divorced, so he remarried uh, fairly quickly so we got divorced in February and I think he remarried in November mm. of the same year yeah I think so yeah wow yeah I was that scared. is super quick I was I was shocked I didn't even know he was dating anybody so when he's like he's getting married I was like what to who like I ain't even seen him with anybody what's that about um but there's a uh, island life is interesting <laughs> <laughs> But I actually didn't, um, I never, I didn't remember for like 10 years. So I was single for 10 years. Yeah. My goodness me. Okay. So Sam, like, let's, let, let's, let's talk about this. Okay. Most guys, whenever they want to remarry after divorce, usually wait a couple of years, max at least, you know, and then get back into it. You wait like what, eight or nine months? How? No, but remember we were single, we were separated. So we were separated for like three years. Okay. So, it's just after the divorce came. Yeah. It was after the divorce that. So after the divorce came through final was when you then decided to get, you know, decided to get married and stuff like that. Okay, cool. Now that you remarried, how was that relationship like? like? Did you learn anything from the previous relationship? Did you see any resonance of what was happening before in this new one? Like, what was that relationship like? Oh, how was the relationship with her? The, the second one? Yeah, 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 yeah. That didn't last long either, girl. What happened? What happened? I like on my construction job. <laughs> this guy, one of my ace boys, you know, my friends on the job, he knew I was, you know, not married. Uh, and he kept coming back telling me about this woman that he wanted to introduce me to. So he was coming back to me saying, like, she said this, she said that. And he'll go back to her and say, he said, and I, I so when we met, we went out for dinner one night and she said, Oh, you said, I said, I did not say that. And she said, all the stuff that he did, that I said, and I said, I never said that. So he kind of really did everything himself. So at that, so at that dinner, that's how we got to get together. But I didn't know all the baggage that she had. Her previous husband used to beat, beat her all the time. Beat her all the time. And she brought that over into the marriage. And she liked to argue. Um, and I just like, no, no, no. It was terrible. It was terrible. Did you not think, did you not think to like find out more about her before? Did you know that she had was an abusive relationship before? No. Um, 
I think she I think she told me told me some of that, um, but I didn't pay that money, I guess. <laughs> You know, so. so wait, you were doing the typical guy thing where a girl tells you something, goes in one ear and then out the other. Basically, not really yeah, paying, yeah. I'm not paying attention to it because. Yeah. Okay, how long did that relationship last, or the marriage last? About the same two years. <laughs> about the same two years. Wow. Okay, so this must have put you through an emotional roller coaster. Like, what were you thinking then? Like, how how, was- how were you dealing with things? I was I was like messed up. All I wanted to do was sleep. Mm. I, I was I I'm um let's see what I'm trying to find. Depressed. Not depressed. I'm um stressed. See, like every time I woke up, somebody had a sledgehammer, <laughs> bam, bam, in my head. So all I wanted to do was sleep. Yeah, of course, she loved to argue. Um, I just couldn't deal with that. So arguing, I, I just wanted to leave. I just wanted to leave the house. Like one day I wanted to leave and she was blocking me so I, I couldn't get out of the house. Um, so I put my hand around her like a, like a hug and I did an army 360 and so I turned around. <laughs> and when I did that, she bit me. <laughs> and I said, this is the last straw. This is the she last straw. hit you. She no, bit she me. Bit him. She bit me. Bit? Yeah, she bit me. And I said, why are you treating me like this? I mean, why? Like, what? I said, well, her previous husband, and, you know, and that's why she was taking it out of me. I said, I didn't do that to you. But, you know. Listen, we're going to have to, you're going to have to edit a lot of this because the way, your, your facial expression. <laughs> <laughs> my facial expression, I can't hide my facial expression. I'm like, what? Like, what? It was so bad. It was so bad that I said I went to I went to him to dad again. I said, Dad, one more week I'll be dead. Because my head just felt like I wanted to go pow. So um he said, Well, do what you gotta do. So you know, after New Year's, everybody goes back to school and back to work. I just stayed in bed. And when I heard the car pull out of the driveway for her to go into work, I just jumped up packed up my clothes. I left everything. I just packed up my clothes and left. Wow. And then I left her. And it's been 20 years ago that I left her. Yeah. 22 now. So would you feel that you were in a, I guess, emotional baggage, filled, abuse, borderline, well, and of course, physical, like, abusive marriage? on her part to you because of what she was going through. Yeah, verbal. I mean, it wasn't it no fighting or nothing like that. No, I, mm. I wouldn't do nothing like that. But it was like a lot, a lot of verbal abuse, mm. um, you know. And how did that make you feel, like her doing that to you? I felt, like I said, I felt bad because my mind was on mom and dad's marriage, how that was. Mm. Marriage is not supposed to be like this, you know, so. Ugh. Did you ever did you ever think to get help for it? Like she put you through all that for the for the couple of years that you were married together. Did you ever think of like getting help afterwards? Obviously, because you said that most of the time you felt like you just wanted to sleep, you didn't want to get up, you didn't want to do anything, and obviously you packed up and left. But you know, because you're a lot, because obviously you were a lot older. Yeah. Did you ever, did you ever come to think that maybe I need to get some help? Let me get some counseling, therapy, or something to to heal because obviously you need to heal. From all of that. Well, we did do some um, counseling with the minister. And but I had told her from her 
that she needed help from what she went through um, with her previous husband at the time. After they got divorced, apparently he went to the States somewhere, locked herself in the hotel room and blew his brains out. And I, did, I think that was hard for her too. Mm. But a lot of this stuff, she just, it was released on me. Like I did it. Like, mm. like you can't bring all those problems to me. I didn't do that. Mm. It was like built up anger. So because obviously husband's no longer around to take it out on, she now meets you. So everything that she had had from the past that had been stored up was now then released on you mm-hmm. yeah. or the one bent bearing the brunt. So how important is it in a relationship for people to really talk about the baggages that one have, even in dating and courting? Like how important is it? Like if you had known all this stuff in the beginning, would you still have carried on with the relationship? Would you have married her? Um, I doubt it. I did leave her. I think I was think it was about a couple of weeks before we got married. She was still arguing, arguing. I said, look, forget it. So she went and got her best girlfriend, her best buddy. And they came and talked to me. I said, okay, okay, okay. But I'll change, I'll change. But no, it did not change. But I always, I always tell people not like to check out somebody before you get married. Mm. Check out the background. I always say to I mean, I even try to tell my boys, like, you know, if you can marry somebody, check out background, try and find somebody that's been brought up in home with mom and dad and 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 kind of make sure they're in the church, church-bearing people, yeah? Mm, definitely. Wow. Okay. Whew. My God. That's, that's, that's a lot for anybody to go through. This conversation is going to continue in the next episode on Candid Podcast. Whatever you do, don't miss it.